The General Services Administration has been interested in managing the facilities at the Office of Personnel Management for over a year now. It may not seem like such a big deal. GSA manages facilities for other agencies and has for decades. But it may cost OPM millions of dollars more if GSA takes over OPM's buildings. OPM's Inspector General says the building management moves are fiscally irresponsible and squeeze OPM financially. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now to walk us through the latest with these two agencies. And Nicole, let's begin with why did GSA want to get its grubby, sweaty little hands on that poor OPM's little buildings? Well, this all, of course, goes back to the merger, Tom. So the Trump administration last summer, and this is, you know, something that we heard reiterated by the former acting OPM director, Margaret Weikert at the time, was that OPM really should try to shift as many responsibilities that aren't part of its core mission to someone else as possible, both because, per the administration's argument, they're not doing a good job with their first mission, and second, that they have financial problems, essentially. And those financial problems stem from the transfer of the security clearance business to the Defense Department, as we've talked about uh, countless times now, Tom. But so GSA and OPM started talking about this last summer, last July, GSA revoked what's called OPM's delegation of authority over the maintenance, management, and operation of its headquarters building called the Teddy Roosevelt Building uh, in downtown D.C. back in last July. That came at the request of then-acting OPM Director Margaret Weikert. And then the two agencies started figuring out exactly what this would look like. Per this new management alert from the OPMIG, we've since discovered that really this move would have been not good for OPM, at least financially that is, and that the agency would have to potentially spend about $4 million more a year just by having GSA manage its building and would potentially have to pay $10 million more by terminating some of their contracts that they had for this building. So OPM has since said in its back and forth with the IG that it is no longer planning to have GSA manage this building, at least not until the end of fiscal 2021. Wow. And who determined these costs that would rise so much? So the two agencies have been hashing out, have been hashing this out uh, for the past several months, but the $4 million estimate a year annually, and then the $10 million estimate reportedly comes from OPM. And, you know, I think in the back and forth again with the IG, GSA apparently asked OPM, well, would you like this delegation of authority to operate your own building back? OPM said yes. And in the meantime, we're hearing that both agencies are going to continue to talk about what this would look like, really do an analysis, which is probably something that should have been done before all of this. And they'll revisit it later in 2021. The, the other piece of this, Tom, is there's a headquarters building in Washington that OPM has and has run successfully for 30 years, the IG points out. But then there's also another building in Charlottesville, Virginia, which is called the Federal Executive Institute. Yes, That's indeed. That's a totally different kind of campus. It's a campus, really. And it's where executives go for training and they stay there often overnight, you know, for these classes. GSA expressed interest in that, but that has since shifted as well. And when GSA did want to take over the Federal Executive Institute, did anyone come up with big new costs there also? There 
there were some new costs associated with having GSA manage the Federal Executive Institute. And as far as I can tell from reading this IG report, GSA did, it seems like, operate the Federal Executive Institute for at least a short period of time. And the the costs associated with that were maybe $400,000 additional as far as what GSA wanted to do. There was even some disagreement over the services that GSA was going to provide or did provide and what OPM said it really needed. Um, Like I mentioned, it's a 24-hour campus, essentially, and the campus is open 340 days a year. But GSA was going into the operation of this building thinking it would be open 10 hours a day and significantly less than 340 days a year. So the IG says that OPM really went into this getting less than what they already had from GSA. So that's another piece of this puzzle. GSA and OPM have since gone back on that. OPM now operates the Federal Executive Institute again, and it seems like conversations for that building are off the table for now. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Wow, this is all kind of strange. And as you say, it's related to the merger, but it's not exactly the merger because GSA does have a history of operating most of the federal buildings on behalf of agencies. I wonder what it would cost if everyone got back their own authority to operate. Different question for a different time. But the OPM inspector general weighed in on a lot of this too, didn't he? What did they find? Yeah, I've mentioned you know some of the numbers that the IG has since uncovered, but I think the IG had a really stark, you know, word of caution here on this series of events. The IG says it is vital that OPM pursue the return of operation and maintenance of the TRB to GSA without a complete understanding of the costs associated with such a move is fiscally irresponsible and places an additional burden on a financially strapped agency as well as the American taxpayer. Now, the IG made these comments before it knew that OPM had uh, gotten its authority to operate the TRB back. So take those words from the IG you know, with what you will, essentially. But I think the message is still the same. The IG also has concerns that OPM and GSA have been going through this entire process while the National Academy of Public Administration is studying OPM and is supposed to prepare recommendations on the agency and its future sometime next March. Congress is supposed to weigh in. OPM is supposed to weigh in. And in the meantime, none of this is really supposed to be going on. Nothing is really supposed to be moving out of OPM and to another agency. So those are also concerns from the IG. All right. Well, I guess then we'll have to wait and see what NAPA comes up with. And that's going to be a little while, I suppose. And while we have you, just a final question on unrelated matters, something we talked about a couple of days ago, and that is the new paid parental leave program is getting gelled for its start in October 1st. And you're reporting that some forms are out now. And uh, these are temporary forms or these are the final forms or are they having them tested by employees to see if they're easy to fill out? So I think what OPM did here is knowing that there are a lot of questions and concerns and I personally get a few questions a day about paid parental leave, so they're probably getting more. Um, But I think OPM wanted to put out a template form of the kinds of things that employees might expect if they're asking to use this leave and what exactly is needed from them to make this happen. I I mentioned it the other day, you know, they're going to have to maybe submit copies of a birth certificate or copies of adoption certificates to prove that the birth happened on the day that the employee says it did. 
and that they're taking this leave in connection with the birth or the adoption. But the program is moving along step by step. Now that when there's a form, there must be reality. There is a form. And I even noticed the other day that the National Finance Center sent out a notice to its customers, one of the major payroll providers, basically saying that we have implemented new payroll codes for this program. So yes, employees might not see it, but Things are moving in place to put this program, you know, in, into function on October 1st. All right. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out all of her coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.